Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Scouting for Growth. Today, I will be meeting with Haran Jones. Haran is an award-winning entrepreneur working in artificial intelligence. Haran co-founded Yepikiai, a company in the generative AI space, which flagship product, vidvoice.ai, is a state-of-the-art video translation technology that daps your lips in real time. And this will be made available uh, through Zoom. YPKI today revolutionize how the world communicates with video or through video by making production quality videos without actors, without cameras, or studios, and this in minutes, not months. On this episode of Scouting for Growth, Aaron and I will discuss the lessons Haran learned from building his first business to shaping YEPEC. This hot topic called Generative AI will be second on our list. Then I want to discuss with uh, Haran how YEPEC has become a leader in the Generative AI video space. And then I would like to understand the market, the competition, and what is on the roadmap for the future we will be talking about the competition as well. We are running with OVH Cloud, and I hope you stay up to the end because that can actually win you quite a lot of credits in cloud computing. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, do not forget to subscribe to it, rate it, and provide a comment here below. If there is a topic you feel needs addressing, just send me a message, also using the channel options listed below. So let's welcome Haran. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Scouting for Growth. Today, I'm with Haran Jones from Yepik AI. I'm so pleased to have Haran with us today to talk about his journey and building one of probably the hottest uh, trend company uh, in the market because he is also working with Generative AI. So welcome, Haran. Uh, thank you, Sabine. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for hosting. Thank you for accepting the invitation. So I'd love to start with understanding who Haran is, your path to Yepik, and what got you to building that company today? Sure. Um, I think that, you know, people ask this question of who entrepreneurs quite often. And um, I think if, if most entrepreneurs are honest, they're a bit of everything. Uh, I think starting a business in a new and exciting space is um, it's really exciting. Uh, but it also requires you to wear many hats at the beginning. Uh, so, I, you know, professionally, before I was an entrepreneur, I spent time as a cameraman uh, working for K Productions, uh, producing TV shows for Sky, uh, also in the studio, um, sort of vision uh, or as an assistant vision mixer, and uh, also sort of working on, I can't remember the name of my job title, it was so long ago, but uh, adjusting the lighting, the, the, the sort of um, the lighting on the cameras, so that uh, if we we're broadcasting live, uh, we wouldn't have any problems with the levels and uh, people with epilepsy and that type of thing. Uh, so, um, yeah, I started my career in TV and film and did um, did many sort of things as an actor as well when I was younger, uh, when I thought that uh, a career in acting was for me. Uh, but I very quickly realized that uh, 
actually wanted to make a difference in the world. And everything I've done since then has really been around this idea of like, whatever I spend my time on, I really want it to make an impact and to change people's lives. Uh, so at university, I started an ethical fashion brand uh, that sort of got me into e-commerce. I don't care about fashion. Uh, I don't think I ever will. Uh, but I do care about people. And there was a great story of people that were producing this product locally that was sustainable, uh, that was recycled. And uh, and I started this foundation in Cambodia to fund education. And the idea was that every time you bought a product, you'd be funding the education of um, of a child to try and to get parents learning and children learning to break the cycle of poverty. I did that for a number of years, uh, received an honor from the Queen uh, for that work and numerous awards. And um, like like all great ideas, they they evolve. And uh, we realized that if we wanted to have an even bigger impact, we needed to make a, a place for other designers to, to sort of grow their brands and to sell more products so we could build more schools and do more. And that's how the business evolved and it evolved into a company called Sea Fashion. Um, which uh, was like initially a marketplace for designers. Um, terrible idea. Never, never work with fashion designers. That's my advice to everyone uh, on, on this uh, list, listening in today. Uh, never, ever, ever work with fashion people uh, if you want to make money. And uh, we quickly pivoted away from working with fashion people because they were a nightmare and they like spending money but not making money, uh, which isn't what which isn't what I like doing. And um, we pivoted towards being a technology company to enable e-commerce brands that already had a product and a business to sell more. We did this through um, connecting all the stores together and uh, and sort of like uh, creating this sort of like intelligence web, if you like, and using visual search as a hook to encourage um, users to show us what they were interested in buying by uploading photos to the app or photos to the, the store. And this was um, sort of started as a Shopify plugin and very much became an API business. And we were selling the API to people like Yves Saint and to very large corporations. And um, sadly, I got greedy and uh, should have um, sold the company when we had an acquisition offer <laughs> and didn't. And uh, we, we didn't raise as much more money either because um, uh, the business, the way it was set up, we didn't own the IP. And the most valuable part of the business became this uh, visual search because GDPR came in and the sharing network had to shut down. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really exciting journey, uh, but I just should have taken the, uh, the the acquisition. So two lessons so far. Number one, don't work with designers. <laughs> two, take take acquisition offers. Uh, number three um, is uh, to do something meaningful. And uh, th- that sort of journey is what led me to meet um, with the Founders Factory team uh, more than three years ago now and started consulting on a e-commerce uh, sort of enablement project there with the idea of using uh, what we'd now call generative AI to enhance and generate imagery. Uh, Famous actually wanted to enhance the imagery. I was like, we can generate the imagery. It blew my mind finding out about these research papers where where like researchers were generating images from nothing. And just the whole thing just caught my attention. I became obsessed. And um, I, I, I remember before I took the job officially at Famous Factory, I spoke to 80 different people uh, from e-commerce, founders factory, other, other founders, VCs, um, to find out if they thought that um, generated images for e-commerce could be a thing. And if they thought that founders factory was a good place to work and a good partner to start a business with. And um, then I joined founders factory and um, Epic began. And we actually created probably the first, um, what we'd now call stable diffusion ever. 
uh, before uh, research papers um, were sort of making the the concept popular, uh, before sort of stability and um, runway ML did their project that became the stable diffusion we know today. But our stable diffusion wasn't very stable, and you needed quite a big data set to um, to generate the images which meant that for an e-commerce brand, uh, it just wasn't that feasible. We had like Farfetch on our pilot. We had um, Marks and Spencers on our pilot. Uh, but uh, the problem is they don't spend that much money on images. And I think this is a problem that a lot of like generative AI companies are going to face once the hype bur burns away. <laughs> uh, it's very exciting that anyone can generate an image. But if your plan is to go sell it to businesses as a, as a click-through enhancement or a click for increaser or some, something to drive more sales you need to be able to prove that it was your image that drove the sale and most traffic for a lot of these brands doesn't come from um their newsletter most most traffic comes from online acquisition retargeting and uh, to, you know getting the data from inside these ad networks is very difficult um so attribution i think was the reason we pivoted into video and um, and also a lot of brands were telling us like you know we spend like uh, you know a few million a year on on images but um, and these are big brands like Martin Spencer's I think Martin Spencer's budget for imagery was like a, was like a couple of million um, for all their markets all around the world <laughs> uh, so it's not you know it's not yeah it's not massive right when no, you it's think not a huge but yeah. the global stock image market is you know only two billion so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh, and, and a large part of that is sits with Getty, and those sorts of images for stock images, they're like you know newspaper images. They're they're events happening around the world. It's a different genre. Uh, generative, um, you know, isn't going to generate real life events. <laughs> um, yeah. Fascinating. And that's what brought me to to start Epic and to become the AI video generation play uh, API first play that we are today. Such a long introduction here, but um, you know why not? <laughs> it's actually a very relevant introduction because you have touched upon quite a few key terms, Aaron. First, generative AI. You know, I've been playing with it. I've been playing with DALI too. I've been playing with stability. Um, and I'm fascinated to see you can upload a picture, you can change a picture, you can actually ask it to to actually paint a koala looking like a Da Vinci or a, a Michelangelo. Uh, painting and actually put your own uh, expression to it. Um, and then the writing. So you have text, um, you have video, you have um, pictures. I've not yet seen the video right beside Yepik, um, but I've heard there are also video things. The, the thing which is fascinating to me is how fast the market has grown since November. Uh, and I think that is just triggered through ChatGPT. So everybody is now spending a little bit more time learning about generative AI be beyond reading the paper. And I've seen quite a few of them. So before we go into Yepik, I would love for you to tell us about Generative AI, the market, how you see the market evolving and the challenges it's going to face. Because I read an article last week around just ethics, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know, who owns I think, primary uh, data? I, I think, Sabine, like the um the space has been growing rapidly for two years now. Um, maybe even you know, free if you start at the beginning of the curve. Um, and the the reason why um the public know about it is because um, there are so many developers 
building things with it. <laughs> if there was just one company that launched a cool thing, uh, that doesn't really merit that much attention. Even if it's, you know, open AI, uh, you know, Sam Altman doesn't have like, you know, control over all media outlets all around the world that uh, like people report on what's interesting. And, um, and I think the interesting thing here is that their API first approach has enabled loads of people everywhere to start building on top of their service and then enter, uh, you know, enter the free versions of chat GCP, <laughs> that the alternatives, there are, there are many of them. And it, it's easy to see how the developer community gets excited, starts building things. And then when chat GPT came, it was seen as like the first super, super intelligent model that was available to the public. And I think, I think that is the key. It was available to the public. The same with stability AI, you know, the AI for everyone, everywhere, AI by the people, for the people. They took something that was previously living in the developer community, which was growing really, really fast. It, stability AI didn't even come up with, with stable diffusion. It was an open source community that was part of um, Runway ML, uh, with a research paper funded by Runway ML. And then off the back of that research paper, um, Stability came in and said, we will fund the compute to, to make this small model bigger and open source it for everybody. Uh, so that in the background, there's been loads happening for such a long time. And I think the public has all of a sudden become aware of it. And they've they've realized that, oh, generative AI isn't just deep fakes. <laughs> it isn't just re revenge porn. And uh, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, you can actually create stuff and you can make, you can generate images in Canva now. You can, you know, you can edit, you can edit people out of your photos using AI. Um, so it, the creative possibilities in the minds of the public has, um, has, has massively opened up. And I think this is part of like the hype cycles we always see. Because um, at, at the end of the day, like companies like mine, we want to sell to enterprises. We want to grab the attention of big enterprises. Yeah. And um, that is achieved through um, making waves of awareness in the general public. So let's go into Yepic. Sure. Tell us what Yepic does, you know, how the avatar works. And I think it's very important for us also to understand the markets you're already serving with this amazing platform. I think um, back to the previous question, which leads into this around the market, uh, you know, like, uh, sort of there's been numerous projections from Gartner and sort of uh, <laughs> Sequoia said that, uh, you know, Agentive AI will enable trillions of, of dollars of um, of uh, work work improvements, uh, so work efficiency and cost saving. And I, I think that um, the market really is just so big. And everyone's realizing how all these things fit together. And our vision at Yepic is uh, to have, uh, was to be the preferred uh, platform, the preferred API even uh, for people to build um, software with when it comes to generative AI. Right now, we have a number of video models that are sort of available via the API. And we're about to release a thing called VidVoice, which is um, the world's first real-time dubbing. Uh, for uh, initially it will be available on Zoom and then it will be available via API for anyone to integrate into any platform, which is really, really exciting. Um, it'll enable people to have conversations in multiple languages uh, with the, the lips moving in uh, in the new language with with a new, a new voice. So like and Star Trek 101, right? Exactly. The Universal <laughs> Translator, 100%. And it's going to help a lot of people uh, to communicate. 
And the other thing we do, as I said, is, is the generative video. Um, so you put in a text, uh, a text script, and then we generate a talking face. We're also working on a uh, text, a video. So you put in a text prompt and say, make me an elephant climbing, climbing up Mount Everest. And we generate the video of that. Uh, that's not quite ready yet, but that will be ready soon. Um, so the so yeah, really for us, we are the you know the building blocks, if you like, for developers to to build incredible applications on. And I think that's the core difference between Yepix business and other great companies like Synthesia or our one that just have a platform. Um, our business is about enabling other businesses to develop their own capability in-house, uh, whereas the platforms are about making a really good tool that services a verticalized need. Uh, but we're trying to provide the, the building blocks for you to build your own tower rather than going to someone's castle and getting their, their magic AI from them for a fee. Uh, we think that um, that AI is so powerful that it that it should be in the hands of everybody. Yeah, that's superb. And, you know, I know the, the platform is very approachable. So even I played with it and, um, you know, small businesses, I know you're after the enterprise businesses, but small sure. businesses can play with it, can actually do their own training, can actually empower their own, own teams. Uh, executives can actually do their own videos and communicate yeah, with their yeah. teams globally. So I've seen so many different use cases, which I think are important to highlight. You're after the big businesses, but mm-hmm. even small businesses can learn to play. No, absolutely. We have like more than 10,000 small businesses using our platform, um, using our SaaS. Um, so it's um, it really is um, super accessible. Um, I say tech, small businesses, 10,000 users. Uh, I know a lot of those are individuals that are curious that are having a play uh, and uh, you can sign up for free at yepic.ai um, forward slash studio. And uh, there's a free trial there for you to test. And we also have a starter plan that gives you just four free vi- four videos a month for free. Uh, so there's plenty of ways to get started with this new cool feature that lets you upload a photo of yourself uh, or, a, or a work colleague and turn them into an avatar instantly. With most companies, you'd pay uh, $1,000 for this with Yepic. This is free. And included with the plus and premium plans and it's also available to test right now on on the trials also um so yeah it's a really um it's a really exciting uh platform for you to make videos and there's all all the features you'd expect like uh various scenes and slides we call them slides it's like a, like a presentation almost uh there's um you know more than 500 voices to choose from from six vendors such as um uh who have we got, we've got everyone <laughs> Google, IBM, um, Deep Zen, a really great company in London, uh, Resemble. There's a whole bunch of really cool companies there to choose voices from. Transitions, background music, custom videos, foreground videos, background videos, background images, and all the other things you'd possibly need to assemble a really exciting video. We have, we have customers across many verticals, such as e-learning, uh, lots of sales enablement and onboarding right now. Um, a, a lot of um, a lot of onboarding uh, type plays. There's a really cool company using our API uh, that's building out a, a tutorial tool. They have like 20 million learners per per, um, per month, and um, more than um, 170 170,000 course creators. Uh, so that's a really exciting partnership. And um, yeah, so our platform is available for anyone to use uh, right now. And um, I recommend signing up right now because our prices go up at the end of March. Uh, so now is a good time to to purchase and, and buy the full year license as well before absolutely <laughs> our prices are going to jump like 35 percent. so i definitely recommend um buying and locking in now yeah so yeah 
So let's go into some of the use cases. So you talked about um, e-learning, which for me fascinates me because I've been planning to, to create some e-learnings because, you know, I get approached by a lot of startups who want me to help them with value things. And, you know, time is scarce. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll use Yapik to help me with developing some of that e-learning and make it a little bit more different as well. Uh, but tell us, you work with, whilst you're not a fashion person i know you actually still are very much in the creative side with studios you are working with so tell us about the industries who are actually already using yapic yeah so it's really broad um i mentioned um uh like this companies using this to build out so there's the api and then there's the SaaS. i'm focusing more on the api right now and the use cases our customers are building on top of yapic yeah. but there's companies building out um uh, like tutorial software they're called um, uh, Iorad. Uh, there's um, a big film studio out in uh, Australia that's building a solution for uh, storyboarding. So they can work with clients and storyboard things and sort of see how, how characters might move across a scene uh, before they go out and film. Because so often, especially in corporate video, like the client will say, um, can you just go and film, film it for me? And I'll tell you if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is obviously, you know, not very feasible. Uh, so being able to generate a rough cut of where things might move and the characters that might be um, in in the uh, the film or in the, the video is really powerful. And that's a use case that we wouldn't have developed ourselves because although the film industry in the UK is quite big, um, it's not, you know, like, it's not really something that we're having our arm bitten off for right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but our clients are, you know, they are the leaders in their field and they are the people that are in the best position to build out these amazing solutions to service each vertical. Um, in a, within our SaaS itself, there's lots of e-learning uh, course creators. Uh, there's um, like, so we have, we have people creating uh, onboarding for financial services companies. So there's, uh, there's one company I, I know that's doing like lead generation. And they have an avatar talking you through the lead generation process and collecting data uh, via audio. So you can tell it the data and it types it all up for you and, and sort of then gives you a summary video at the end and asks you if everything is right, which is really powerful for someone that maybe doesn't feel comfortable typing, someone that's elderly. Uh, even elderly people need to buy insurance. And also for uh, there's, an, there's an insurance company actually using the platform uh, for like they sell micro insurance in developing countries, uh, like uh, very small payouts, very small premiums, uh, to like small by UK terms, but you know significant by, um, say Ghana, uh, Ghana, um, for like uh, livelihood insurance, and a UK company insurance can sell insurance premiums anywhere in the world, uh, but the the UK regulation says that you have to um, make sure that the person understands what they're buying. And for someone that might not be very comfortable uh, reading and writing, having a video where the premium and the terms of, of the insurance are explained uh, makes a big difference in, in communicating a message. 100%. You know, still today, so market in Africa of less than 1% uh, you know, conversion rate, right? Uh, you know, the, the market is very, very small. And to be honest, it's partly because of education and really understanding the power of insurance. And so, and, you know, sometimes insurance uh, get about 
press uh, because, you know, it's not in the terms. But being able to eloquently um, and easily explain the terms means people really know what they are buying and what is not in the uh, policy. So you can also highlight the exclusions. And yeah. if the exclusion are not appropriate, then they can actually go back and actually say, you know what, I need a little bit of that as well. So you're absolutely right. Amazing way to communicate. And I also can see the power of creativity around uh, the scenario around the studios you mentioned, right? Now yeah. we can actually leverage different part of the team to start ideating, planning before producing and maybe having a much more powerful end results. You know, you've seen those movies which probably the script was great, but actually the end result was not always what one expected. Absolutely. And Sabine, this is just the beginning. Like yeah. what's happening right now in, in the landscape in general is so significant especially the breakthrough, recent breakthroughs in LLMs, large language models. That's a, the sort of type of model, the type of AI that sits behind chat GTP. Um, and this is so significant because, like, how I see this playing out is um, I see there being almost like a creative general intelligence yeah. that's, that, that, in, that consists of multiple models or one multimodal model that can generate, you know, audio, text, images, a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, but more likely at the current stage we're at, it's going to be multiple models and then an orchestration layer. And I think LLMs are really powerful as the to be the orchestration layer because they can take multiple inputs, process them, and understand the context of what you're asking and then instruct other networks. There's yeah. been numerous work around um, networks to generate prompts to generate better images. Yeah. Uh, networks to generate, um, you know, better prompts for um, for free, you know, for 3D type objects that describe the 3D object uh, better than a person would in text. <laughs> and I think that this having an understanding of language in multiple languages really is the key breakthrough that, that um, the generative industry has been waiting for mm -hmm. and having that available and um, and sort of reliable uh, is, is really the key. So imagine now, you know, I'm talking to my computer and I've, I've given my I've given my my computer, my AI a name uh, like, you know, Sally. I'm like, hey, Sally, can you um, can you have character one walking across the screen, please, with a Wild West background, a giant mothball going across the screen? 20 seconds later videos generated oh sally can, can you can you like move move the move character one's hat slightly and can you can you have a gun appearing on the left and character two walking into scene and pointing the gun towards character one like the, sort of making a wild west and, and like and i think this is definitely where, where the industry is going and also like the bit that's missing really at a, a large scale is is real-time video generation and I'm pitching, you know, Yepic now, because this is really the, the area where Yepic shines. And to make these creative possibilities possible, we're going to have to have generalist generators that are real time. And this is the area that Yepic focuses on. And this is the area where we'll, we'll be launching um, a, a sort of a, a service in the very near future. So yeah, very, very exciting time. Fascinating commentary. And uh... 
I would say to you that the challenge you highlighted is the one I actually uh, experienced the most. Because whilst, you know, I work with large insurance companies and mm. I help with working with startups like yours, um, you know, I help them really go into commercialization. And, you know, they are the one funding that uh, program. Sure. On my on my creative side, as you know, I write and I am social media and all those things. And so I have a spreadsheet with all those tools I'm trying and playing with to see what does it mean for uh, a creator who actually is interested in, you know, shining and providing a voice to an organization like yours, leveraging social. And what happened is my orchestration layer is spreadsheet, right? Yeah. So I mean, literally, this conversation I was having with one of my friends who is a venture builder, I said, you know, can we actually get all those tools into an orchestrator so that, you know, as I have maybe a virtual assistant team, they know what to do when, um, as we actually creating those campaigns and those categories for startups. Absolutely. And I think like Alexa is like, is like a taster of, you know, what you can imagine, but Alexa requires everything to be set up individually. Yeah. Like you program your lights with Alexa, you program your, your vacuum cleaner, but you know you have to specify very specifically uh, this command equals this. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, whereas maybe with a chat GTP uh, based system, you would you wouldn't have to. Maybe you just maybe you could just tell it what you wanted, and then it would be like, oh, are these instructions okay? And it shows you a visualization of. Of this, if if um, in these scenarios these things will happen, in these scenarios these things will happen, and then it's like a collaborative process where you sign off the actions for automating processes um, from a spreadsheet or processes in your house even. Yeah. Uh, you know, like if you have Airbnb guests come, and you have have a camera, and you're like, you know, only let the Airbnb guest in if the if their facial if their face matches their passport. As for for self check in, you know, there's all sorts of, of things, and I don't think that we'll be we'll be swapping typing for talking um, uh, immediately. I think it's a slow process, and there'll be some, especially creative processes, that are difficult to describe uh, in a written form, and that if you were to talk to someone <laughs> and even explain with visual cues, uh, you, you'd be able to explain it better. And I think this is where we're moving. Uh, this multimodal approach where we can communicate with with them um, with AI uh, using um, you know body language, words, and, and writing. So you have already highlighted so many processes and function which actually can benefit from Yepic and generative AI technology, such as sales and marketing, but also servicing client, e-learning, and I can see that. Um, the platforms will allow us to become much more creative people because creativity therefore is becoming limitless. I would love to go now into the future and looking at Aaron, maybe five to 10 years from now, where do you see yourself and your team as, you know, a founder of a growth business in a very hot uh, area and then remembering the learnings you shared with us at the beginning, what the five to 10 years looks like for you? And yeah, pick. Yeah, so I think it goes back to the sort of the impact. You know, I, I could be doing many things right now, but I'm doing this because I really believe that that this has a huge impact on society, especially the vid voice stuff I talked to you about earlier. 
with the real time dubbing. Um, you know, people are like, oh, Aaron, why don't you just use it to dub movies? I'm like, well, you know, I don't really want to dub movies. <laughs> Educational material on YouTube, yes, uh, but movies, you know, don't really care about having um, Pierce Brosman's lips in perfect sync in Chinese. It's not really a problem I care about. And it's not a problem that, you know, is worth that much money, in, in my opinion. I think opening up a market doesn't exist. And, and sort of helping people that can't afford a, an interpreter to access real-time interpretation on demand makes the market bigger, makes the world better. And uh, and I think that really is the theme and the anthem of, of, of what we do at Yepit. We want to make the world better and bigger and, and, and better connected. And uh, we see video as, as a huge part of connecting people and communicating messages and ideas that are powerful um, to, to each other. So if I'm still running Yepit, if we haven't, you know, IPO'd and sold and I haven't been replaced as CEO or, you know, if I'm not sort of like running a fund by then, uh, I certainly love to um, uh, to sort of know that what we're doing is, is having a huge, huge impact and touching hundreds of millions of lives. And I love the scenarios, right? Purposeful videos and repurposing purposeful videos to solve some of the biggest challenge probably on the soft markets and enabling people to become maybe uh, self-sufficient, create personal wealth. I think we are now entering a market where everybody could be a creator and create their own yeah. path to success, right? Absolutely. So where can we find you, Haran, if we want to, I know where I can find you, but <laughs> where can they find you if they want access to the software, if they want to talk to you, if they want to know how to use the API to create a better world? Sure. Well, the best way to find find me is to um, get me on LinkedIn um, and sort of message me there if you want to have a chat. Um, uh, I have an incredible team as well uh, that, that support me and support the vision that we're building here. Um, for, for API, uh, that's led by a guy called Fergie, Fergie Miller actually uh, left the, the dark VC side to join us full-time as a head of commercial. So he's probably the best person to speak to regarding the API. Uh, for the studio, we have a team that supports the studio as well. Uh, but sign up for a trial online. You know, there's um, you go to yepic.ai and um, there's, a, there's a section of the website dedicated to the studio, um, to uh, the API and also to VidVoice. And each uh, each page has, it, has its own sign-up process. Uh, VidVoice is um, going live sort of end of April, early early um, uh, May. Uh, so now's a good time to sign up for the beta and um, by signing up for the newsletter. And uh, the studio is just ready to go. And the API at the moment, um, we we have like a wait list. But um, as of uh, as of March, we're going to start sort of uh, onboarding people via an automated process. So um, now's a great time to sign up for that as well. And Sabine, tell me, we have a great competition coming up with OVH Cloud that you're helping promote. Yes, uh, I know. Today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, we have an incredible competition coming up. Uh, Epic is partnering with um, OVH Cloud and with uh, uh, Ignite, um, Intel Ignite, and Sabine and uh, Alchemy are supporting the, the the events and the process. And we're inviting startups to um, to do one of three things: to submit a, an idea, uh, to pitch at the event, to um, submit an idea for an exhibition space at the event, or to enter one of our competitions. Uh, if you don't have a product in generative AI yet, there's a there's you can sign up for Yepix API and build a product between now and May the sixteenth. 
and a panel of um, of judges made up of VCs and industry experts will be judging the uh, the ideas and you'll get a free spot to pitch and you'll also get an exhibition space at the event as well as 20,000k in credits from Yepic and uh, 10k in credits from uh, OVH for the winner to scale your idea to the next stage. And uh, if you already have a business, um, by entering the competition, uh, you um, you can get between 10 and 100K of credits from OVH Cloud. So it's a real exciting opportunity. There's, you know, the, the, they're reluctant to put a number on it, but um, over the next 12 months, we plan to give away as much as 5 million in uh, in credits with OVH. So um, Yeah, and it's a massive number. People don't realize because it allows new businesses which are emerging to come to market and have the cloud infrastructure and a secure cloud infrastructure to build their business. So therefore, if it's secured and if it's on approved cloud um, platform, and there are many out there, right? And, you know, I work with many of them. But what is really special about this is imagine if you could build your next business and get funding from an investor because it's secure, it's private, it's follow all the regulation which are in Europe. And then with partners like Yepit to actually enter the generative AI world, what a beautiful story uh, to start, actually. Absolutely. And I think one more thing to add as well, as, as, a, as a user of a service, I've, you know, as a startup, I've used all the services. And, um, you know, I'm not a developer. I'm on the financial side. So for me, cost per unit production is, is everything. Cost per minute of video production is, is, is key. And that's one of the metrics that we continue opt- continually optimize for. Uh, because we want to make this available to as many people as possible for as low cost as possible. And um, I can honestly say that um, when it comes to GPUs, out of all the major um, vendors, um, Google, uh, AWS, and Azure, and OVH, uh, OVH's V100 cards do come in at, at the least at the least um, cost, the cheapest. Um, so if you are a company in gaming or in machine learning, um, yep. They're a good company. Right now, though, they don't have the A100 cards, but they said they're fixing that. They've got them somewhere. They're just not live yet. <laughs> I think when, when they get the A100 cards, for all the all the nerds out there that know, know, know what that is, um, you know, that'll be really, really exciting too. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think they're great. The, the 100K goes a lot further than, say, it would with AWS. Mm-hmm. And also, they don't charge for data transfer which okay. is also really good for, for training. If you're training large data sets and you need to transfer, you know, hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes um, of data, there's no fee for that. If you're in video streaming like we are, um, there's no fee for streaming the videos. Uh, so it's it's a it's a real good, um, uh, for gaming, for machine learning, it, it's uh, and for video, it's a really good platform to, to build with. Every data, you know, propositions, uh, which needs to do it at a cost efficient in a cost efficient manner should definitely look at OVH Cloud as an option. I, I feel like this. Have they sponsored this? That if they haven't, they should. You should get in touch with them. You know what? I was just talking with you, and they didn't sponsor this. So, on this note, Aaron was lovely speaking with you. I'm really honored uh, to have met you through actually OVH Cloud. I have to thank them for introducing us and making me discover what an avatar can do uh, in the world of generative AI and how my creativity can be transferred as well uh, by enabling others to uh, understand some of the work we are doing as well at Alchemy Crew. So thank you, Aaron, to join me today. Thank you very much.
If you like this podcast, subscribe now, share with your friends, and if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. Also, if you want to cover any specific subject with me, contact me on Instagram under Sabine VDL Officials or LinkedIn under Sabine Van der Linden. Thank you.